Hi, everyone, and welcome to High Tea Hoops. I'm Skylar Smith, and you can catch me on the Bird app at the Duchess of Hoops. Hey, everyone, I'm Brian Boucher, and you can catch me across all social media, including Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, Skylar, at the Duke of Hoops. I'm working on it. We are so excited for our first series, the Casual UK Fan Guide to NBA Teams. In this series, we're going to be running through the 22 NBA teams competing in Orlando to help you decide who to root for in the bubble. We'll keep the statistics and game analysis a little bit light while focusing more on the stuff that makes fans fans, whether the team is winning or not. I unfortunately didn't have a ton of choice in my fanship. I grew up in a Pistons household in Michigan. But Brian, you moved around a lot growing up. You lived in L.A. You could have been a Lakers fan. You you lived in Indiana. You could have been a Pacers fan. But you committed to the Nuggets when you were living in Denver and you stuck with them. When you were a kid, what about the Nuggets made you think this is going to be my team forever? Well, the reason I'm such a big NBA fan is because I have lived across the states in a lot of different cities. So I've got to see a lot of different teams play. But I moved to Denver when I was seven, a little bit of a nerdy kid. And I wore these kind of like really long white tube socks that were not cool. And there was a player on the Nuggets, Bobby Jackson, Action Jackson, who wore these really long white tube socks as well when he played. And he made me feel a lot cooler. Uh, And that sealed the deal, made me a lifelong Denver Nuggets fan. Yes, that's the stuff we want. Being a fan of a team is about so much more than championships and rings, and that's what we're hoping to fill in here. We'll be touching on team personalities, beefs, nicknames, Premier League team equivalents, and more. We'll be starting from the bottom of the rankings, so bear with us with the Washington Wizards and making our way up to the Bucks at number one. You can check back every day, though, for a new episode. Let's spill the tea. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to High T Hoops. I am Brian Boucher at the Duke of Hoops. And as always, I'm joined by Skylar Smith. Hey, Skylar. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi. Today, we are going over the Oklahoma City Thunder in the casual UK fan guide to NBA teams. So, Skylar, first reactions when you think of the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, we, I think we've made it pretty obvious on this podcast that we are indeed Supersonics fans. Um, and so my initial, my initial response to the Oklahoma City Thunder is, uh, fuck them. We yeah, don't like the Thunder. Let's just get it out of the way now. They, the Thunder stole the Sonics from Seattle. It yeah. was done not in a good way. And there's some really good documentaries on this. Uh, there's yeah. some great coverage on different podcasts. So if you're interested in how the Sonics were stolen from Seattle, you can yeah. refer to those. So we, we won't go super deep into it. But there's also blame to be had on the Sonic side with Howard Schultz, sure. the owner, yeah. founder, president, CEO of Starbucks, giving away the team when he pretty damn well knew that they were going to move to Oklahoma City. And yep. at the highest level, I actually think the NBA needs to expand to 32 teams from 30. So I have no issue with Oklahoma City having a team. They were a great city for a team when the Pelicans or the Hornets, whatever, the Hornets slash Pelicans had to move up there during Katrina. It's a good city, but don't take a team away from from a city, especially one that has an NBA championship like the Sonics do. Yeah, and one that, like, Supersonics had a lot of very dedicated fans. Yes. Um. Great fan base. Yeah, I don't know. It sucks. Like, there's obviously been exciting Thunder teams that I've enjoyed watching, but there's just always going to be, like, a bitter taste in my mouth with them. Especially since they take the history from the Sonics. 
So yeah. they had, you know, this, we can talk about this a little later too, but they had a tweet that's like, Westbrook sets the franchise record for whatever. And it was comparing it to a supersonics player. And it's like, let's just separate these histories. Like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah. It, it is not the same thing. Uh, it's like one thing, like we've been through so many teams and like, it's like one thing for like the San Diego to Houston. Like they were there for like, what, five years. It's yeah. like, that's one thing, but the supersonics and the thunder to me are two different teams. Completely. Like, not even there's no history for the for the thunder that needs to include the songs just like the pelicans don't have all the hornets you know the charlotte hornets or the charlotte hornets again right and the pelicans expanded out so if the super right. come back that's what they should do but yeah let's move into the high level the oklahoma city thunder are based in oklahoma city that is in the state of oklahoma if you can believe it uh, again, they were originally established as the Seattle Supersonics in the 1967 season. They were moved in 2008 uh, by an ownership group led by Clay Bennett. Lots of lawsuits, lots of uh, turmoil when they were trying to move. And uh, they had Kevin Durant. They moved to the team with a rookie Kevin Durant who was smoking people in his rookie season. I, yeah. I can't believe it. We're gonna, we can't it's get insane. sidetracked by this too much. Um, and they've had a, a good history. You know, they've been a very strong team right out of the gates. They've made an NBA yep. finals and they have done very well since joining Oklahoma city in 2008. So good on them. Sure. Um, I mean, it's pretty easy when you've got that far of a head start. Mm-hmm. And they moved. And it wasn't when you have, and when you have Katie and you have a young Katie. So the city, Oklahoma city, have you spent much time there, Skylar? I don't think I've ever been there. I know the the Queen of Hoops has gone have gone to a few uh, half the the Queen of Hoops has gone to a few playoff games there. Yeah, and which is she said wild. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it was electric. Hit up the Queen of Hoops on Twitter if you wanna if you wanna bother my wife and Skylar's sister. Uh, they are known for severe weather, a lot of tornadoes yeah. in Oklahoma City and Oklahoma, and then this is a college football state. This is one that's dominated yeah. by a college football rivalry. Not really known for basketball, but we'll talk about it. The fans, fans are strong, but it's a college football uh, state and city. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't have other sports teams. So it's pretty, it's pretty much the thunder and college football. And that's what you're getting in Oklahoma city. So makes sense. Yep. So let's talk about their history in 2009. Uh, They actually rose pretty quickly uh, in contention and to their first finals appearance. So if you're not familiar with this history, this might shock you, but they had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden all at the same time, all early in their careers. All three turned out to be MVPs of the the NBA later on. They also had Serge Ibaka. So this was a stacked young team. They had stacked. stacked. They had Scott Brooks as their coach. 2010. Scotty Brooks. We've talked about him on former pods. Uh, Just a hard worker. Just a great guy. We just love him. Love Scott Brooks. So 2010, listen to this progression. They lose in the first round of the playoffs. Okay. Next year, 2011, come back. They lose in the Western Conference Finals. So they make it all the way back to the the conference finals. Go back. Everyone, you know, they still have KD, Westbrook, and Harden all getting better, all playing together. They have a really good Serge Ibaka. 2012, they get all the way back to the finals, but they lose to LeBron's Heat, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But in that run, they really proved themselves as not that young team and have stepped up. They beat the Mavs, who had just won. Uh, Then they beat the Spurs in the Western Conference Finals, and the Spurs were, you know, every year the Spurs are amazing. 
And then they made it to the finals and competed against the Heat, but it was a little too early for them. They were a little too young to kind of take the moment, and it was LeBron's time. Yep. Then the James Harden trade. They, for some reason, which is hotly debated, traded James Harden, got rid of one of the best players in the NBA. A lot of people think for salary cap reasons. Other people think that they weren't happy with the team members. Who knows what happens? But – James Harden leaves, which leaves a devastating blow to their future chances. But great for Houston. Great for Houston, as we just had. But that brings in the Stephen Adams era, 2013. Yes. I love Stephen Adams. Adams. God, what a guy. He What a specimen of a man. Strongest player in the league, as reported by everyone who guards him. Hottest player in the league, as reported by me. He has like 13 brothers and sisters from New Zealand. Yeah. He's the youngest and they're all enormous. Uh, (laughs) And he has one of the funniest practice shticks of all time. Every single day after practice, he tries to throw the ball back into the ball rack with the media around him. And it's become a thing where the media gather around as he tries to do it every single day, no matter how many times he tries, whenever he gets it in, he goes first try and then walks (laughs) every single time. That's the most Stephen Adams story I've ever heard. Yep. It's, Ugh, it's love him. Uh, he's just tickled by it. So Yeah. Just such a Kiwi. Yeah, God love him. Okay, so Stephen Adams, uh the Stephen Adams era starts. Then we go to 2013. They lose in the conference semis, so they regress. Uh again, they make it back to the the conference finals. Katie wins MVP. So as you can see, since they moved to OKC, they are competing every single year. Yeah. Wild. Next year, 2015, they missed the playoffs entirely. If anyone remembers, this is the Anthony Davis Pelicans year where they made it and knocked OKC out, and they yeah. skyer fought. They skyer. They skyer. They fire <laughs> Scott Brooks. Uh, so, R.I.P. Scott Brooks. I love him. R.I.P. I mean, he didn't die. He he's fine. He's fine. He just isn't the coach anymore. And he's I really just not the coach anymore. And then in 2016. They were the best team in the league, best team in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. lost to the Warriors in heartbreaking fashion, crushing fashion. And I think that's when uh, the queen was going to the playoff games, right? Really? Was that year? I Uh, think so. Yeah, I think she she went to a lot of them. Not the actual queen, but the queen of hoops. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If the queen, <laughs> good, clar- the queen good clarification. Just, <laughs> the queen's just in Oklahoma City. <laughs> oh my God. I cannot imagine the queen going to Oklahoma City. That would be one she of the just, funniest like, things. She just like pulls up on like a private jet. Like the, the jetway comes down and her and her corgis roll out ready for a Thunder game. Oh my God. That's amazing. The queen is just thundering up. And for some reason, she just has a close. Russell Westbrook is a close personal friend of the Royals, <laughs> and invites her. That would be a very funny yeah. subplot to have. So honestly, James Harden being the Queen's friend is way funnier. Yeah, that's true. But he's not on them. He's not on OKC anymore. Yeah, it's well, fine. neither is Westbrook. So they lose in heartbreaking fashion. I think it breaks the team, and Kevin Durant, in shocking fashion, leaves to go play for the Warriors. Yep ripples around the league we don't have to dive into that too far but they did lose kd and the next season is when westbrook just just destroyed the earth and got a triple double average and he was the mvp so yep 
lot happened in this time. Then uh, they bring on Paul George. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the most, the most recent era is bringing on Paul George and then Sam Presti kind of seeing that Paul George wanted out and it kind of wasn't, it wasn't going that well for this Westbrook Paul George duo. So he fleeced the Clippers and got a record haul of first round picks. He got Danilo Gallinari, he got Shea Gilgis Alexander, and he really got a ton of value for Paul George in this trade to kind of reinvent the franchise, start rebuilding it to set them up yeah. for the future. And because, you know, Paul George is gone and they probably didn't want to run back another older Westbrook year uh, of him just taking over, but not really winning. They traded Russell Westbrook to the Rockets and they got yep. Chris Paul, another two uh, first round dra- draft picks, uh, two more draft picks. So they, they brought in uh, what almost 10, 10 or more first round draft picks from both Paul George and Russell Westbrook, which is an incredible yeah. way to flip a team that really wasn't performing at their potential. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we see this a lot, like with players getting unhappy on their team and they, you can kind of tell that they're ready to move and that they will move whether the team wants them to or not. And, you know, we see different teams react different ways, but I always think if a player's unhappy, like you might as well, like, I know it sucks, but like, they're going to leave either way. So you might as well trade them so that you can at least get stuff in return. Yeah. And it was, so I think these were these were good trades. And yeah. even if, you know, these were probably heartbreaking to OKC fans, but you know, this is what's going to set your team up for success in the future. So these were great trades. Yeah. I mean, you see, you see them peak by getting to the finals and then when they should have won the finals. And now you have this hall of young players. They didn't just get draft picks. They got Danilo Gallinari, who is a very good player yeah. from the Knicks and Nuggets. Shea Gilders Alexander, who's an incredible young player that has really blossomed this year. Brian, and it's then, shy. It's shy. Shay? It's shy? shy. No, it's shy. Shay Serrano. I know this one for sure. Shai I messed Gildas up all Alexander. the pronunciations in the Rockets episode, but I for sure know that it is shy. Shy Gilgis Alexander. Am I, I'm also butchering the Gilgis, but we're just going to. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure on that one, so it's okay. Gil, Gildas. I'm, just say shy. It's okay. Shy, shy Gilgis. SGA. Let's go SGA. So they didn't just get draft picks. They actually got really good young players and, and good established veterans. So Danilo Gallinari, really good player from the Knicks, Nuggets. I watched him a lot when he played for the Nuggets, and he is a really impressive, skilled big. They got Shy Gilgis Alexander, SGA, who was a young guard for the Clippers, had a ton of potential. They really didn't want to let him go, but had to get yeah. Paul George to pair with Kawhi. And now he's been a standout player. And they got Chris Paul, the point guard, to be the veteran to kind of help grow this team and get some value for and star power, especially for fans um, with yeah. Westbrook leaving. So, you know, yeah. I know, I know you're a Westbrook fan, Skylar. Did it hurt a little bit when you left? If you were an OKC no. fan or you picked them? No. Oh, I mean, if I'm an OKC fan, yeah, it didn't hurt for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say if the UK fans, uh, you know, are looking at all these departures, how do you think they should feel about it? All these stars leaving? You know, I don't know if it's completely – OKC's fault like uh Westbrook and Harden you know and Katie they were all really young on this team and you know I think we see pretty often players uh when they enter the league you know maybe they're drafted like KD by this team or whatever the first team they're on it's probably not going to be their best performance and so you know we're seeing players move around a lot more now than like I don't back in the day with like Jordan Um, And so, 
you know, they got these guys really, really young, and then they didn't have playoffs. Well, I mean, they had playoff success, but they weren't winning championships. I'm sure they, listen, they were living in OKC, which. (laughs) They love the city, but it's small. It's small, and it's in the middle of the country. Um, and so I don't like the fact that they wanted to move on. It's, it may not even be anything against OKC, but they were so young when they were there. I don't, I I don't think it necessarily has anything to do with them. I think this shows the thunder have been savvy in continuing to extend their success and and delivering quality teams on the court. Yeah. So they're getting, it shows that they know how to draft well. Yep. And you know, they lost KD without, you know, they didn't trade him because they thought he was going to resign. So they learned their lesson from that. And then with Westbrook yep. and Paul George, they got a big return. So good on the, good on the thunder. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to throw a premier league team equivalent at you, Skylar. I want to see if you agree. Some have gone well, some have not. Uh, <laughs> this is a team that is not close to many major metropolitan areas. Uh, they aren't going to wow you with their scoring ability or they're, you know, they're not that flashy, but they have a blue collar mentality they work so hard with Chris Paul and Steven Adams and, and SGA. You know, this is a team that works and is often undervalued or people don't think they're going to do that well. And they continue to over, you know, they continue to succeed and, and overachieve. And so I'm going to say they are Burnley. Sure. Middle of the table, works hard, maybe not the most talented team, but they're going to put it all out on the floor for you. Yeah, Sure. Great. You know, some of them, like, some of them fit perfectly. Yeah. And some of them, I'm like, I can see it, but, like, sure. It's a stretch. It's this like, one's more of a stretch. This isn't one, this isn't a home run or a, you know. Yeah. This isn't they don't a all have to be home runs. It's a, it's a decent comparison. So, let's yeah. go to the team and players. They were sixth in the Western Conference, 40 and 24. So, this Pretty is good. a team that was not, yeah, not supposed to do well. And with Westbrook and Harden, they had the same record as the Rockets. So, yeah. Uh, this is a team that did really well this year. Their starters are Chris Paul, uh, SGA, Lugens, Dort. What a name. Please. Danilo Gallinari. I don't know. And Steven Adams. Scott, <laughs> who's your favorite player other than Steven Adams? Because really, I do. Okay. Let me just like give a little bit more to Steven to? Adams okay, because it. he is so much more than his appearance, and I don't want to objectify him in this way. Um, Steven Adams, he can't shoot for shit. He has no jump shot, but I love him. He's just, he seems to like have a pretty high basketball IQ. It just feels like he, you know, players who come in and you can just tell that they're making like a big difference in that game, even if like their stats don't match that. That's always how I feel watching Steven Adams. He's just such a big presence. Um, uh, Chris Paul, whatever. Don't really like Chris Paul. (laughs) Um, I do. I like watching Shy. He's. I think he's a really fun player to watch. He's really blossoming right now. But also, Shy has some of the best walk-in fits I have ever seen. He Shy is like leading the NBA in walk-in fits right now. So shout out Shy. Yeah. And what he about you, Brian? In, he leads the team in scoring. It's him and Gallinari. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he has become. I think he's what a two or three year player. He's only twenty-one yeah. years old. Yeah, he's yeah. so he's younger than I am. It's wild. Yeah, he's really young. I really like SGA. Great pickup. I think that was a Sam Presti, the GM, being like, we're going to get a young talent from the Clippers for this trade, and you're going to mm-hmm. have to give him up, or you're not going to get Paul George. You're not going to get Kawhi. So bringing him on, Gallinari, Chris Paul, they have a great balance of star power to kind of bring the fans in. 
uh, and have For the veteran sure. leadership with the young talent that uh, can really step up. So I, yeah, yeah. I, I like this team. Not, no huge standouts, just like we said, but this is a really solid team. And the depth is actually really interesting to me too. They have Dennis Schroeder coming off the uh, Schroeder from Germany coming off of the bench and he's a six man of the year candidate. He's third on the team in scoring. He's one of the bigger reasons they've done so well this year because he's stepped up and been that incredible bench presence. He's averaging 19 points a game. So he's third. That's on the insane team. for a six man. Yeah. Yeah. So I would bet he well. wins six man of the year. Yeah. It's going to be close. I think, you know, they, they give it to, uh, they give it to Lou Williams every single year. So it's almost the Lou Williams six man of the year I, award. Lou now. Will, come on. But yeah, sure. I actually, I, Schroeder, I actually I think, think she, he win. wins it. I, think I actually Schroeder think he wins. will. Yeah, me too. Then they have Nerland's Noel, uh, the remnants of Nerland Noel's career, and then Terrence Ferguson. <laughs> sure. But right. good team. Uh, they've, yeah. They're pretty much playing as efficiently and as well as they can, unlike the Sixers who are underachieving like crazy. So – this isn't so. A, can we um? Can can I ask? Do we think uh, Chris Paul will be at um, full strength in the bubble, considering how much energy he has uh, spent on telling on people in the NBA snitch line? Oh, you think he is the snitch? Oh, uh, we know it. No, Chris I don't, Paul. Chris Paul is a snitch, but he's a smart snitch. So I think he's going to wait for later in the playoffs. He's going to keep it quiet now. And then when he's going to exhaust opponent, himself then. Yes. And then he's just going to be on the snitch line left and right. All right. I mean, he's a big part of why they're ha- even having the Disney bubble in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So. Shut up, Chris Paul. Okay. This is my Premier League equivalent. This is not current day, but this one, you know, when we started to get into the Premier League, Skylar, Kevin De Bruyne uh, <laughs> was uh, the first time I really, you know, watched him and then I've watched him over the years. And then this year, especially, he is the point guard of the Premier League. He controls the pace. He has so much control over every goal, over every action. I watched him, and even in that moment, before we ever started this guide or had an idea for this podcast, I was like, oh, he's Chris Paul. He is the Chris Paul of the Premier League. So Chris yeah. Paul and Kevin De Bruyne, they both have a very similar dominating pre- presence on the field pitch court where you can tell they are so in control. It's going at their pace. And their skill set is far above everyone else's. So Chris Paul, Kevin De Bruyne was just a no-brainer for me for this one. Thoughts? Yeah. Concerns? It's perfect. No, it's perfect. Chris Paul is the point god. It's that's a perfect comparison. I love that one. Yeah. So Kevin De Bruyne is the Chris Paul. So it's the backwards yeah. comparison too. Yep. Uh, okay, let's go into the management of this team. They are owned by a really dumb named professional basketball club mm-hmm. LLC group. I just hate that they took the Sonics led by Clay Bennett. We can move on from there. Management, Sam Presti is the GM. He, other than that Harden trade, has done a really nice job with this team. Constantly putting in the right pieces, drafting Westbrook, drafting Harden, drafting Steven Adams, pulling off these amazing trades. So they've had a really solid presence with Presti uh, leading this team and and bringing on personnel. Any, Any Sam Presti takes, Skylar? Um, I think he's done a great job. Yeah. That's my take. Great. The coach is Billy Donovan. Used to be the Florida coach. That's all I got. I, I, yeah. I love Scott Brooks. Billy Donovan's serviceable. He's doing well, obviously. Uh, but having Chris Paul certainly helps as kind of the player yeah. coach. But Billy Donovan's done his job. Yeah. Sure. 
you would have liked to maybe see, uh, you know, the Steve Kerr presence come in and immediately start a dynasty, but you know, Philly's going to be, we can't all be Steve Kerr. Yep, exactly. So let's go into the fans of this team. So they have the 13th attendance. So middle of the road, small market, but yeah, it's it's, higher than I was expecting. Yeah. They, they love the thunder. And I think that's, you know, that's a big part of um, them going to OKC in the first place is they proved out that the fans really wanted one uh, when the Pelicans slash Hornets had to come up. So this is, this is actually a fun side note where, uh, Bill Simmons wrote about them in Grantland about no NBA team means more to the city. They have the loudest fans. There's genuine devotion. They get there early. And one of the stats that backs this up is that uh, Thunder, this is, this is quotes, Thunder fans also reportedly are much more likely to attend major home games than other NBA fan bases. According to a source in the ticket in- industry, only 5% of tickets to the 2012 NBA conference finals listed for sale on the secondary market on sites like StubHub and Ticketmaster, were for Thunder home games. And every ticket listed for a Thunder home game in the 2012 finals, 10 tickets for the Heat home games were listed. Um, so they have a very passionate fan base that purchases the tickets, goes to the games, and they love their Thunder. Yeah. I honestly, I wonder if OKC like put in systems to actually make that happen. It seems wild that that's even real just because like scalpers will always like buy tickets and try to resell them for a profit. So I don't know. That's a wild stat though. Yeah. It's like they are members and they are going to the game and they're, they're passionate and devoted. So a good sign if you want to join this fan base. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Some celebrity ones for you, Skylar. Do you know these? Any idea what I'm about to Uh, say? I have no idea. Olivia Munn. It's random. Is she from there? I have no idea. Bill Hader Must is the be. other one. Bill Hader? Yeah, he's an OKC oh, fan. Oh my God. I like, I don't know why. Actually, I do know why. I picture Bill Hader as a Knicks fan and it's 100% because he played like the Knicks team doctor yeah. in that Amy Schumer movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, the LeBron movie. Yeah. But wow, Bill H- I love Bill Hader. Good yeah. celebrity fan. Yep. So that's fun. Uh, and they they have a little thunder up motto. So yeah. Thunder up if you pick this team. Uh, Let's go to beefs. We've actually covered a lot of these in the last Rockets episode because Westbrook is a beef machine. So we'll go light there. Um, My favorite one, though, is Russell Westbrook telling Dame that he's been busting that ass for years uh, and said that in an interview and said it on the court (laughs) to Dame. Him and Damian Lillard go at each other, which is a great rivalry. Uh, Some other fun ones, Bill Simmons and Zach Lowe, popular NBA podcasters for ESPN and now The Ringer. They, ever since the Harden trade, probably bring up Harden and that trade every single episode of every single podcast, and it drives the team and players absolutely crazy. So they have a little vendetta against that media for just how long will it take Zach Lowe and Bill Simmons to bring up the Harden trade on any podcast they're on? I feel like everyone just needs to uh, put less stock into what Bill Simmons says. Like, why are you letting that get under your skin? So, Skylar, do you remember the beef after KD left between him and Westbrook? There was a storyline where they were at odds with each other. And then they were on the same team in the All-Star game. I honestly don't remember. So, they're leading up to the All-Star game. There's all this talk about how are they going to treat each other when they're on the All-Star team together. They got started together. 
And then they had this amazing moment where KD threw an oop up to Westbrook and they had an ollie oop together. And Oh, I do remember that. Twitter went wild and they kind of settled the beef and like, oh, they must be good. So that was a mini beef that turned out to be a a nice NBA moment. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, because Westbrook like runs his mouth so much, which is not an insult in any way. I love it. Um, people like the media tries to like make all these beefs with him and like most of them just aren't real yeah this one felt like it like the media was like maybe this will be a beef and then it was like no yeah so the biggest curse of them all is the sonics curse this is the beef sonics fans with okc fans there is a very popular theory that OKC can never get over and never win and they lose in these heartbreaking fashions and they lose players left and right because of the Sonics curse and because of their deception in taking yep. the team from Seattle to OKC. So this beef very much exists and I believe in it a hundred percent. I like want it to be real because they took the Sonics, mm-hmm. but like they haven't been cursed long enough for this to be, for people to think this is a legit curse. <laughs> I believe it 100%. It's like 10 years of losing, guys. It's not a curse yet. It's fine. But losing with three NBA MVPs on your team. Yeah. That's I don't tough. know. It's tough. Whatever. That's my favorite Sonic's beef, curse. Sonic's curse uh, with my Sonic's add on. Okay, so let's go into the likelihood to make the playoffs and finals. They have a 100% chance to make the playoffs. So they are in. They have an exactly 1% chance to make the finals. So this isn't one of those under 1%. It's 1% exactly. So they've got a chance. And less than 1% chance to win. So this is a team that probably doesn't have the firepower to actually win the finals. But they're going to be a really fun playoff team to watch and continue to overachieve. Yep. Uh, Okay, as we close this out, Skylar, give your final pitch for why someone in the UK should pick the Thunder to be a fan of thunder up sure so i think that the community that you join with any team is going to be important um this community for this team is so dedicated they love this team so much and so if that's something that you're interested in if you want a bunch of like rabid fans around you like this is perfect for you um and you know okc has something that a lot of teams cannot say such as uh, the Knicks, the Pistons at times, a lot of a lot of teams, which is competent leadership. They yeah. have drafted well, they've traded well. Like I, if I'm an OKC fan, I feel good about the future with them yep. in leadership. Um, and that's a lot more than most NBA fans, I would say, can say. So uh, OKC doesn't look half bad anymore to me, but yeah. fuck them because they took the Sonics. <laughs> they have a good pitch, you're right, because actually there aren't, any thunder fans that are what more than 12 years old so if you're going to pick them yeah. every fan is pretty new you're not going to yeah. have to go with the sixers that's you true know, back to that's the, a good so point it's a nice kind of newer team to join and become a fan base of and yeah. as you said they're managed well they have all these draft picks they're set up really well in the future and you still get to see chris paul the point god stephen adams a good young team uh mixed with kind of veteran leadership now so they have a compelling case sure do you think Fuzzy Dunlop from Twitter, shout out Fuzzy, is going to pick out the Fuzzy. Thunder? Is he going to pick the know. Thunder? I don't know. I don't know who he's holding out for. I don't either. Fuzzy, let us know. Yeah. 
Fuzzy, tweet us. Who are you holding out for? Fuzzy, Fuzzy, what are you looking for? Because <laughs> we'll help you find it, but but let us know. What categories do you want? Yeah, give us feedback on this as we close <laughs> this out. We want to know what what that little missing ingredient is for you to pick a team. Yeah. All right. Who what are we doing was tomorrow? it that the oh. magic? Fuzzy was ready to go for the magic and said that he heard the pod. He, she, they, we don't know. I don't Fuzzy. Know. Uh, and immediately crossed out the magic. So I'm very interested what that was with the magic, actually. Yeah, convince you. Tweet um, us if, if, if we convince you one or the other. We want to know why you pick certain teams or not. Yeah. Yeah, this is everyone, not just Fuzzy. Let us know who you're picking. Um, I don't know who we're doing tomorrow, Brian. Do you know? uh, I'm looking. I just looked it up. The Miami Heat. Yes. It's going to be a good Jimmy one. Buckets. Duncan Robinson. Let's go. All right. See you tomorrow, Skylar. See ya.